and welcome to the show. This is our podcast brought to you by the Tuscarawas County Health Department. My name is Jennifer Demuth, the Director of Health Promotion and Community Relations. And today we are going to talk about a holiday favorite and really a favorite let's just face it, just about all times of the year, and that is food. Uh, And when you think of food and you think of the holidays, a lot of us may think of that classic Christmas cartoon and story, uh, and that is The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. And as you know, in that story, you know, food is a big part of it because not only is he stealing the presents, that Grinch is also stealing the food, including the who hash and roast beast. And, you know, we can't have that. So with me today to talk about food around the holidays and food safety and healthy eating are Caroline Terakitis. She is our Tuscarawas County Health Department Director of Environmental Health and a licensed and registered sanitarian. Hello, Caroline. Hello, Jen. Thanks for having me here. Good to have you. And we're also very fortunate to have with us Jackie Hall. Um, She is a supervisor at our WIC program at the Tuscarawas County Health Department. She's also a registered and licensed dietitian. And so good to have you, Jackie. Thank you, Jen. All right. Happy to be here. Great. All right. We're going to have fun today. I mean, food. Who doesn't like to talk about food? Sure. Or is that just me? I don't know. Okay. Um, So, you know, when we think about food, you know, at the health department, there are a couple different things we do. You know, and one thing is obviously we look at food safety, um, but we also look at what foods we're eating and what are maybe healthier options or healthy serving sizes. Um, But first, before we eat something, we want to make sure it's safe. So I thought we would start with Caroline over here. Um, And when it comes to safe food preparation, um, you know, what are some good general rules of thumb uh, for safe food preparation, you know, especially around the holidays? You know, a lot of people are making roasts and turkey and all different things. So what are some things people should keep in mind? Absolutely, Jen. One of the things that I think people really do need to keep in mind when you're getting ready and you're preparing your um, holiday meals or any meals that you're that you're cooking is you want to make sure that everyone enjoys it and that they're able to enjoy your delicious cooking safely. So some of the things that I really like to remind people of when we're having, you know, these big meals and we're putting a lot of our heart and soul and love into these meals is, you know, let's make everyone safe. Let's make sure that we're doing those basic food safety things, food handling things that keep people safe. Okay. So what are those basic things? The basic, okay. To start with the most important thing that you can do for food safety is to start by washing your hands. Oh, so you're going to wash your hands before you get started. You're going to wash your hands when you're changing tasks. You're going to wash your hands if you've cleaned something up. Wash your hands. When you switch doing anything from a cooked product to a raw product, you're going to want to wash your hands. Um, You're really going to want to wash your hands a lot because that's really the first line of defense Mm -hmm. in keeping your food safe. That makes a lot of sense. It does. Now, it does. It's it's common sense. Yeah. Now, when you wash your hands, you know, it's just a couple seconds, right? Or what's a good Well, you're going to want to use warm water uh-huh. and you're going to want to use soap and you're going to at least want to wash your hands for 30 seconds. That's what we recommend that you do. And then you're going to want to dry your hand on a clean towel. So if you've used that towel for anything other than drying your hand, your clean hands, 
you're going to want to switch and either use like a paper towel or a fresh towel to keep your hands clean because you don't want to get them dirty right after you wash them. Mm, yeah, that's a good point. Yes. I know when I cook, I sometimes have a towel to wipe my fingers mm-hmm. off and then a, a towel for drying my yes. hands. Yeah, yeah, those are two different towels. <laughs> okay, very good. Okay, so what are some other basic safety things beyond washing our hands? So one of the other things that really all home cooks can and should do is make sure that they have a metal stem probe thermometer. And I brought a couple of examples here. This is a, just a, a dial thermometer and it costs about like four or five dollars. And this is a digital thermometer. You can see it has a probe where it goes into the food mm-hmm. and you're going to want to take the temperature of those foods that you're cooking. Okay. Um, so you're also going to want to make sure that you know what temperature things should be cooked to. And that's information that's really widely available. We have that information on our website. So it's not something that you need to know necessarily off the top of your head, but it is something that you're going to want to check because it's hard to know when you're looking at a turkey is this, it looks delicious and golden brown on the outside Mm. and you're, you're hungry and you're ready to eat, but is it fully cooked? The only way for you to really know that is to use your thermometer. And when you invest in one of these, it's not something that you just can use at the holidays. You can use it when you're preparing, you know, your your hamburgers at the 4th of July or whatever other food that you enjoy with your family. You can use it again and again. You're just going to want to make sure that you clean this between the uses too. Oh yeah, that makes a lot of yes. sense. And, you know, they can find those safe food temperatures at the Tuscross County Health Department website. Yes. But also probably they could Google it like, hey, what's the right temperature to cook my turkey yes. at? And, yeah, that's okay. that's information that's widely available. Great. And it's going to vary from based on what kind of dish you're cooking. Okay. And it's also available for your side dishes, such as stuffing and dressing. Those need to be cooked a lot of times to a specific internal temperature as well. Uh Ah, so I'm really glad you brought up stuffing Mm -hmm. because, you know, when I was younger, my grandparents said, oh, the only way to cook stuffing is inside the bird. You have to cook it inside the bird. Uh, But then in recent years, I've heard that's really not the safest place to cook the stuffing. Do you have any advice on that? Well, my advice on that is to make it how you like it, but to make sure that it's getting up to 165. And that's very difficult to do when you put it inside the bird. So you're definitely going to want to check that because that is a riskier cooking process. Good to know. Okay. That's, you know, I like that because it, there's a lot of controversy. Oh, in the bird, out of the bird. You know, yes, and, but we want to eat healthy and, and we want the food to be safe. So the stuffing needs to be a certain temperature. Good. To or know. you can cook it on the side, which I, then I think that changes the name to dressing from stuffing. But if you're going to put it inside the bird, you need to make sure that it's 165 degrees. All right. Great. And are there any other basic safety tips we should be aware of? Um, the other thing comes after you've enjoyed okay. your dinner. You, you, you've, you've come together, you've enjoyed your meal together, and now it's time to clean up, which really should be the responsibility of someone who didn't cook the dinner. So you're going to want to let them know these tips. Uh, you don't want to leave your food out for longer than an hour. You want to keep your hot foods hot and your cold foods cold. And when you're transitioning, the more quickly that you do that, the longer your leftovers are going to be safe to eat. So get the leftovers into the refrigerator or freezer within an hour. Within an hour, yes. Ideally. That's a a good rule of thumb. Okay. And if we don't do that, what could bacteria grow on the food? What are we looking at? Absolutely. You're going to get bacterial growth on that food if you don't put it into the refrigerator in in a timely manner. And you're also going to want to be aware of what size portions you're putting in. So if you're putting in a really big 
turkey and you're keeping that intact, that's going to take a really long time to cool down. Mm -hmm. So what we recommend that you do is kind of break that up so that it's not all one big piece of meat that you've kind of cut it up and separated it a little bit to speed that cooling process and anything else that you have a lot of leftovers. So it's interesting that you brought up the cooling process because that's another thing I've heard is, oh, you can't put it in the refrigerator until it's completely cool. Is that true or can it still be warm when you put it in the you fridge? You should put it, it should be warm when you okay. put it into the refrigerator. Okay. Yes, it absolutely should be because if you've waited until something as large as a turkey or even like your side dish, if you, you're having mashed potatoes or dressing, those things can take a long, long hours and hours to cool down to room temperature. So you're definitely not going to allow, want to allow that time for bacterial growth. Okay. Well, that clears up another yes. rumor I've heard out there. Oh, it has to be completely cool, you know. No. So, all right, good to know. Um, I, you know, I, I know a lot of people like to eat those leftovers, and we want to know that they are safe. And Absolutely, have, that's that's half the fun. Is yeah, you get your delicious leftovers the next day. That's right. Well, and let's not invite bacteria to the gathering, no. right? So uh, that's really good. Um, any other general food safety tips we should know about for the holidays or anytime? I think that's that those are the those are the basics. Okay. Those are the basics, the most important and and really practical and doable yeah. things. If you're doing a different process, a lot of times if you look online again, look at our website, you can see like, oh, I'm doing this specific thing and it's kind of a different process. But for general food safety, I think those are the most important steps. Okay. Now, you know, and not to put my family out there too much, but um, sometimes we have a meal at noontime and then everybody stays. And then around three o'clock, people are having more. Mm -hmm. You know, they're already helping themselves to the leftovers. So probably we want everybody to wash their hands again before they get into the fridge for those leftovers. And Well, yes, before <laughs> you eat, you should be washing your hands. Yes well invite your guests to wash their hands too yes all right that is very good because there's always someone oh i'm just going to sample this it's like wait a minute you were just playing ping pong downstairs you know or petting the dog right yes. yeah good reminders mm -hmm. you know and we're not always thinking about that and remembering those things when we're busy visiting yes. with family and friends and pets <laughs> so very good all right so we know now you know how to prepare the food safely and how to get those leftovers in you know so that they don't spoil or invite bacteria to the party so you know let's talk about how we can make sure we're eating foods that are maybe a little healthier you know it's the holidays a lot of people are going to indulge a little bit and we understand that um, but you know when we think of holiday foods what are some of the healthier options for those who want a healthier option sure there's lots of healthier options when it comes to holidays and there's different ways that you can look at it. So you could take a recipe and make some substitutions to it to make it a little bit healthier. Okay. Or you can, you know, as a general idea, opt for whole foods that are less processed. Okay. So a really simplistic view of that would be something like a baked potato versus French fries. Mm -hmm. um, so obviously you're not frying your baked potato and it's going to be a healthier option for you. Or like a chicken breast where it might be grilled or baked versus something that's then breaded and fried. Mm -hmm. So thinking in terms of whole foods, less processed is a great, you know, simple way to look at it. Okay, so even something like whole grain rolls over your typical white bread rolls, would that be even a slightly healthier alternative? Certainly. Okay. any Anywhere that you can get more fiber and mm -hmm. more 
um, more of the whole food without being processed. So your example of, you know, whole wheat roll versus a white roll, the whole wheat roll is going to have whole grains that are less processed, which means that they're going to have more vitamins and minerals. Mm -hmm. They're going to have more fiber. Okay. Which is really helpful. Yes. (laughs) In general, I think most people don't get enough fiber in their diet. Mm -hmm. So any way that you certainly can add up your fiber, increase it is a great way to go. Absolutely. So, you know, when I think of whole foods, there's that other kind of debate of, oh, do you make your mashed potatoes with potato skins or without potato skins? Of course, any cook will tell you it's much quicker to make them with potato skins. Um, But do your mashed potatoes actually retain any more of the vitamins if you keep the skins on? Sure. And and I think really that's, that's a matter of preference, how you Mm -hmm. like to eat them, but anything again, that's more whole food. So taking your potato and keeping the skins on, you're going to get more fiber. You're going to get more, a little bit more nutrients. Okay. So definitely also an option Mm -hmm. Um, in general too, as far as eating healthy, you know, there's so many options when we are having holiday get togethers. Yes. Um, But if you think in terms of making half of your plate, so, you know, half the plate would be fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. Um, helps to eat healthier, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a really simple way to look at it as well. Okay, so half the plate I can have the junk and half the plate, <laughs> you know, fruits and vegetables. And probably I don't want the fruits and vegetables that are loaded with sugar and butter. Sure. Ideally. But But we're probably going to have some of that. You know, it's the holidays after all. But Right. But when you're looking at the big picture, you know, if it is, if your plate is half fruits and vegetables, it's definitely going to give you a healthier boost to your meal. For sure. You know, when we, we typically go through a holiday line of food and we load our plate up with everything that looks good. And then there's the fruit that's over here or the vegetable. I'll get that later. Um, But if we start out really thinking in those terms of let me load up on the vegetables and fruit, they are going to fill me up because Mm -hmm. there's more fiber there. Um, It's going to help so that in general, I'll I'll eat less as well. Mm -hmm. So eat less of the gravy and some of the other foods. But but you can still have that, just, you know, not as much perhaps. Right. And I think, you know, it's much easier to view it as what can I do versus Mm -hmm. what what can't I do? Absolutely. So I Definitely at the holidays, we don't want to tell you not to eat certain things. Right. It is just about portions Mm -hmm. and um, making good choices in general overall. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if I'm looking at turkey and I had the turkey and didn't eat the skin, that would be a nice choice. Or or maybe if some people like to eat the skin, maybe you eat a couple bites with the skin and the rest without. Would those be also good options? And, you know, specifically for the turkey... I would encourage not eating the skin and choosing the white meat versus dark. So the darker meat of the turkey is going to have more fat and calories. So, or again, you know, like your example, um, if you, if you really just love dark meat and you love the skin, you know, try to do just very little just to get that taste, really do practice mindful eating so that you're you know, enjoying what you are eating that you don't need to have more. Mm -hmm. I think that's good because so often everything looks so good. So sometimes we're in a hurry to eat and we eat and then we go get seconds and then we're so full you can barely move or does that only happen to me? Um, (laughs) But that idea of mindful eating probably would help us 
you know, remember, oh, I'm getting full. Maybe I don't need to get seconds or maybe I don't need as many seconds as I thought. Um, You have a trick with the fork about mindful eating. Could you tell us about that? Maybe some of us can try that. Well, so as far as your fork, um, when you are eating, if you set your fork down in between bites, Mm -hmm. it'll actually help you to pace a little bit more, you know, versus just that constant eating where okay. we stop, we, t- we take a moment, we chew our food properly. We actually think about what we're eating and enjoy what we're eating uh, can be really helpful. Um, as far as, you know, portions that you're eating, mm-hmm. choosing a smaller plate to fill your plate. Also a gr- great, really simple way to be mindful of what you're eating. Okay. Very good. And, you know, when we think about you know, putting the fork down, that also gives us time to, you know, smile at our relatives or, you know, visit a little bit too. Um, and just, you know, help us take that time to visit, you know, that as much as we love food, and I know I certainly do, uh, just taking that time to spend with family around the table is important too. So that is good. Now, I have heard that Sometimes we feel hungry when really we're thirsty. So, you know, should we also make sure we're, you know, drinking water or, you know, another beverage like tea or lemonade or something with our meal to to help us see, you know, are we really thirsty or are we hungry? Right. So I think in general, um, you know, if you drink something before your meal, it's going to fill you up a little bit. So you Mm -hmm. may eat less. Um, and so it depends what angle you're looking at. If you're if you're trying to postpone eating until later because you're having a big meal, um, having something to drink can help. Mm-hmm. Or some people choose to drink with their meal. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a you know personal preference. Okay. Um, Other ways to kind of take a minute, put the fork down, grab a sip of water between bites. And sure. Anything it. to be more mindful while you're eating and mm-hmm. to take that pause. So setting the fork down chewing your food, you know, 30 times um, and really tasting what you're eating or, you know, chewing your food and then taking a sip of your water. Taking time to savor the food. Yeah, because we don't eat holiday foods every day. So it's nice to enjoy, especially if you've got a special relative who made us a recipe they only do once or twice a year. Exactly. And that's where, too, we don't really want to tell you not to eat those foods because it might be a special family recipe that you've had for years. And we, you don't necessarily want to modify it. Mm-hmm. And so maybe you could modify other things, mm-hmm. but keep that recipe, you know, as it's been over the years and be able to really just enjoy it. Yeah. Know. Well, you were talking too about serving sizes, you know, so maybe we're having that food, but we're not having as much of it. So when you talk about a serving of, um, say, carbohydrates so if I'm having that stuffing you know um, what's what's more of a normal like healthy serving size of a stuffing dish well so I brought some some identifiable objects okay that are realistic to think about so when we talk about portions whoops my fork here (laughs) when we talk about portions um, it's really good to have something that you can refer to you know that's relatable a tennis ball we all can visualize a tennis ball. Mm-hmm. A tennis ball is about a cup. Okay. So, you know, having a cup of grains or um, we don't, I don't usually encourage measuring out your fruits and vegetables, right. you know, eat, eat those plenty. And like I said, half your plate mm-hmm. um, or like your fist can be about a cup. Okay. Obviously that's going to vary a little bit from person to person. So again, tennis ball, really simple. Um, a golf ball or a ping pong ball would be like two tablespoons. So, 
you know, that's a good measure to think of when you're talking about salad dressings or any type, you know, gravy, anything like peanut that. Peanut butter, would that be? Sure, mm-hmm. peanut butter as well. Um, a deck of cards would be like a three to four ounce size. So this is good to picture when you're talking about meat okay. or any type of animal protein. Um, that a deck of cards is about three to four ounces. You really don't need more than that at a meal. So, you know, thinking of those things can help kind of plan out your plate and what you'll be eating. Okay. Sounds good. So, I mean, you know, we might eat a little more, but at least it gives us a general idea of what our goals can be. And maybe we don't eat that way on the holidays all the time, but at least the day after (laughs) uh, we can get back on track, you know, with our own healthy eating plans too. Sure. And I think planning ahead is really, really Mm -hmm. crucial. You know, if you know you're going to, you know, a huge family gathering and everyone's bringing food and some of your favorite tastiest foods that you can't wait to eat, you know, maybe have a salad before you leave your house so that you're not as hungry Mm -hmm. or, you know, certainly bringing a dish that's a healthier option that you can share with everyone so that you know there is something there that you can eat that's going to be a healthier choice for you. And again, helping to fill up on that so that you're at least likely to indulge on the sweets Mm -hmm. or the other things that might not be so healthy. So the other thing we tend to do around the holidays, um, especially the relatives who are busy cooking a lot, is we tend to go out to eat. Sometimes the night before the holiday, sometimes the day after, because you've cooked so much, you just don't want to cook anymore. So when someone goes to a restaurant, what are some healthier options at a restaurant? Yeah, and I think with a restaurant, plan ahead for sure. Mm-hmm. So where are you going? Do you know, look up the menu online? Um, what type of accommodations might be they might they be willing to make for you? So you could maybe call ahead and say, would I be able to order this or that? Um, you know, certainly salads are can be a healthy choice, mm-hmm. but sometimes there is lots of salad dressing on there, <laughs> bacon, cheese. Mm-hmm. So, you know, can I order those things without, you know, or the dressing on the side so that I can have more control over how much dressing I'll use. So again, with that, think of your visual, how many how many tablespoons of dressing am I putting on there? Mm-hmm. And usually restaurants will give you a lot more than you than you really need. Right. Um, so anything that you can gain more control over, and then with that, like we talked about earlier, with anything that's whole, more whole food, less processed, is a better way to go. Okay, and if you're going to have the lasagna, you know, like I know there's a local restaurant, I love their lasagna, um, but the portion is huge. Um, is there a benefit to, you know, when that comes, when that's served, that I cut like half of that and set it to the side to take home, you know? Sure. So maybe I'm, I'm still going to have that lasagna because, you know, yes. I love that and you only go to that restaurant so often, you know, but then I'm putting some of it aside so I don't eat it all in one sitting. Right. And even taking that a step further, that's a great option is to ask for the to-go container. Mm -hmm. Because even if you cut it in half and you have it in front of you and everyone's lingering at the table and you're talking and you start to kind of nibble away at that before you know it, you've eaten the whole portion. So ask for the to-go container, put that half of the portion in there, set it aside, out of sight, out of mind. Mm -hmm. You can take it home and eat it later. That's great. That's great advice. And then as we're talking about restaurants, you know, it brings me back to, you know, 
all just all the things we do at the Tuscross County Health Department. You know, we've had earlier podcasts where we've talked about mosquito control and we've talked about traffic safety um, and many of the other programs. And but we we are concerned about food too. We're concerned about food safety. We're concerned about healthy food and and helping people make good choices. And so when we talk about you know food safety, Caroline. Um, you know, a lot of your staff are called sanitarians. Yes. And um, what exactly does that mean? Because that's often misunderstood. You know, some people think, oh, that's someone who's cleaning. Um, right. And that's not true. You right. know, it's really highly specialized, takes a lot of training. Um, so what does that mean? And, and what, you know, do they do when they work with local restaurant owners? So to practice environmental health for a health department anywhere in the state of Ohio, you are required to be licensed through the state of Ohio. Mm -hmm. And in order to be qualified for that license, you have to spend two years training. You have to have a, uh, a college degree that's in a science-related field. And they do look at your transcripts and make sure that your science count towards that degree. So mm -hmm. it has to be specific types of math and science that you're required to have to become a sanitarian. Mm -hmm. And then you have to practice under supervision for two years, take a test, pass the test, and then you become a registered sanitarian or a registered environmental health specialist. We're changing the title here in the state of Ohio. Uh, oh, so wow. it's quite it's a quite involved process. So everybody who works inspecting restaurants or inspecting wells and septic systems, they all have these basic qualifications. And a lot of the people, in addition to having a bachelor's degree, also have a master's degree in public health that are out there doing the restaurant inspections and out there doing all these other environmental health services that we provide. Wow. So we have very experienced, qualified people. We do. Helping. We do. And We're very fortunate here. As they would go into a restaurant, you know, you're looking at things like food safety, of course. What else, you know, what kinds of things do you look at specifically and how do you work with local restaurant owners to help? So we have different roles that we do in a restaurant. It's not going to be the same things that you would check, you know, during, you know, your, what you want to do when you're, you're cooking at home. This is a completely different type of inspection. Mm -hmm. So we inspect local restaurants and we look at their entire food safety handling procedures, the process that they use, the um, safety nets, if you will, that they have in place because restaurant owners are required to have a certain amount of training, mm -hmm. a certain type of certification to work in Ohio as well. Okay. So it's not just the sanitarians that are required to have that. They're required to have this knowledge base for their specific restaurant as well. And so we're looking at, do they have that? Are their food handling processes safe? Um, is the food stored safely? It's just a tremendously in-depth inspection that we would do at a restaurant. We're also... So that's the inspection portion. We're also there to help when they're opening a restaurant, mm -hmm. when they're changing their menu, when they want to do a different process that they haven't done before. We work with people that have mobile operations. So if you go to our farmer's market here, you might see somebody selling pizza out of like a food truck. And you can mm -hmm. tell that this is, you know, a licensed vehicle. It's, it's set up to do these kind of things. So we're working with them and inspecting those processes as well. And um, so we do enforcement, but we also really try to focus on education because you can tell people something and tell them to do it because I said to, but it works so much better when you, you know, approach things in a supportive educational manner. And that's the relationship that we really foster here mm -hmm. with our operators. So instead of like just, you know, this is the rule and do it because I said so, 
we're trying to come alongside and make sure that they understand because you're going to get so much better results Mm -hmm. when you get them on board. And I think we've spend a lot of time developing those relationships. And that's one of the more rewarding things that we do here. Mm -hmm. So we are able to, you know, help people and it helps their business. If they're, if they're following these food safety guidelines, it's only going to help their business. It's going to make their customers more satisfied. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really one of, you know, our success stories here at the Tuscarora's County Health Department. And so ultimately by working with these restaurant and food truck operators, you know, you're able to help make sure they have safe, food yes. that they're giving to the public, which I appreciate as a member of the public. <laughs> well, and we, you know, the people who work here, we live here. So we want it to be safe for us and for our children as we, you know, we're going out and living and working and doing things in the community. These are the businesses that we patronize as well. So we are really invested in making sure that things are safe for our residents and for our families. All right. Safe. Safe is good. We like it. Yes. There was one other thing that I wanted to to tell you about, Jen, is on our website. I know I keep referring to our website, but there's so many great pieces of information there. If you're interested in how your favorite local restaurant is doing during their health inspection, you can look that up on our website. And the entire history of the inspections that have been done in that facility are available to the general public. And if we go in one day, the inspections are available the next So these are really, you know, like this is a lot of information that's available to people. And real-time information that we can access and see. And I think that's good because we have a small community, so sometimes rumors happen and someone says, oh, I heard this place, you know, everybody got sick. Well, you can go online and see if that's really true. Yes, yes, you can. Or if somebody just doesn't like that restaurant and has spread, you know, some some false news about it. And the other thing that um, I do want you to, and I want the public to know is that if you do have a legitimate concern, oh, I was in XYZ restaurant and I saw this and I'm concerned, call the health department, email the health department, let us know. And we will respond to every, we respond to every single complaint that we receive. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. And you can go in and again, you're, you're going in with that educational approach of, hey, we've had this concern. Can we see what's going on? And if it isn't correct, it's like you educate on how to fix it. Absolutely. And, and I do think like if you're if you are in the food industry, you love food, too. You're not in the food industry because you're going to make a million dollars. You're in the food industry because you like food. You love people. You want to be a part of your community. And you want, you know, people to be happy. You're invested in the success of your restaurant and your community as well. So it's not like we're getting a lot of resistance. It's really kind of a collaborative relationship. Mm -hmm. I like that. Very good. So our food is going to be safe. And we also want to make sure, you know, we're making those healthy choices. And then we come back to, you know, Jackie um, as our licensed and registered dietitian. Um, Tell me a little bit in general about what a dietitian does and uh, what you do in the WIC department. Sure. So dietitians are the food and nutrition expert. And it is important to look at someone's credentials when you are talking about food, uh, healthy food and, you know, people who are counseling um, because there are lots of different areas where someone could be a nutritionist or a health coach. Um, as far as a dietitian, it is required to complete a four-year degree with an internship and take a national exam. And then you can be a registered dietitian with achieving, you know, continuing education every five years. And um, 
as far as licensure, the state of Ohio actually requires that. Mm -hmm. So you'll find myself and the other two dietitians at the Tuscarawas County Health Department are registered and licensed dietitians. And dietitians in the community can work in many, many different areas. Mm -hmm. Um, In a clinical position, community public health, um, food service. Mm -hmm. So in colleges and schools. And for myself, I work at the, um, at the health department with our WIC program. Mm-hmm. So that's our women, infants, and children program with the focus on uh, healthy nutrition for pregnant women, uh, postpartum, breastfeeding women, infants, and children up to age five. Wow. So you really make sure that those moms and the children are getting healthy food and helping them make good choices to help their children and their family develop and grow in a healthy way. Yes, definitely. And that's such a crucial time of growth. Mm -hmm. So it is really important to make sure to get the right nutrition. Mm -hmm. Very good. That's been one of the interesting things, I think, for me to learn as I came to the Tuscaroras County Health Department is how much education is involved in the dietitian role and also the, the level of community support that WIC provides to our county. It's really it's really something that kind of sometimes goes unnoticed, but it is profound. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Caroline. You're welcome. It, it, <laughs> it it's, really it's is. It's amazing. It's, it's a service that we've been doing for so long. And I think people forget like all the different layers that are involved and all the time that the dietitians spend working with their clients. Well, it's like a past podcast we did where we talked about all the things that are public health. Right. This is all public health, too, you know, so it just touches so many aspects of our everyday lives that people don't realize, you know, but we're here to help. And those early interventions that you're a part of that really set our our public and our, our, you know, our citizens here up for success. That's a lifetime of influence that the health department is helping to provide the community. For sure. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Well, we've had a great discussion here today, and we could probably talk forever, but our listeners might be uh, ready to move on to their next daily task. Um, So just to wrap up, um, why do you enjoy working for the health department, and what is one of your favorite holiday foods? So who wants to start? I can go. Um, (laughs) So I enjoy working at at the health department with the WIC program because it is such an impactful time for pregnant women Mm -hmm. um, and our children. And specifically, too, I am a certified lactation consultant with a focus on breastfeeding for our uh, clients and and really the community um, for Tuscarawas County to have breastfeeding resources and support when they need it. Mm -hmm. So I really certainly enjoy that and making sure that our moms get Everything and have the breastfeeding success yeah. and meet their goals that they set. Um, as far as my favorite food, um, I don't know. It's a, it's it, there's a few I would say probably for the holidays coming up. Um, I I like uh, stuffing and sweet potatoes, but I also really enjoy making. Of course, as a dietitian, mm-hmm. <laughs> people will probably say, "Sure, she's a dietitian, so she's going to say this." But I really enjoy taking vegetable recipes and making those a star of, of your meal. So, um, you know, I think oftentimes the vegetable gets pushed to the last. Oh, yeah, let me hurry up and heat up this, these green beans or something instead of really taking some time to adding add your seasonings and really make it better. So I've really enjoyed doing that um, and making vegetables a really good uh, part of the meal that I look forward to. 
Sounds good. You're making the vegetables sound better to me every day. Too. I like it, Jackie. Thank you. And Jackie and um, the Environmental Health Department have worked together to do some cooking videos. And so I've eaten some of Jackie's vegetables that she's preparing and they are delicious. Oh, good to know. Thank you. Okay. So Caroline, what do you enjoy about working at the health department and what are your favorite holiday I I really enjoy working um, in environmental health specifically because I feel like it's such a chance to really help the communities in ways that they may not know about. Like, you know, you don't think every day that you go, you know, you get your lunch from this restaurant or you're shopping in this grocery store, the level of time and energy that's put in by both the health department and that facility to make sure that your food is safe. Mm -hmm. And I love when we're able to go out and do those types of things. And when things are going well, you don't know that we've been there. That's, that's the idea is that we're bringing things up to a level where you don't even know that we've been there. That that's our goal. And that's kind of what I, I think is kind of almost the magic of public health. When things are going well, you don't know that it's happening. And that's because behind the scenes, all this time and energy and effort and care has been put into mm-hmm. the things that we do. And I guess sort of a part of that, my favorite holiday food is my husband's pumpkin pie that he makes every year and he only makes it for Thanksgiving. So it's really like, it's a special treat and I love that. Wow. <laughs> Very good. Well, I can't help noticing that neither of you mentioned uh, who hash or roast beast as your favorite holiday meals. I, oh, the Grinch would be disappointed <laughs> in us. Uh, But really, it's been great today. Thank you so much for being our guests today, Caroline and Jackie. And, you know, when it comes to healthy food and uh, safe food preparation for that and during the holidays and always, our Tuscross County Health Department is here for you. We are here to help. Um, When you need us, just call us. Uh, We're here um, during the holidays and always. And we wish you and yours a very happy holiday season, a very healthy holiday holiday season and a wonderful start to the new year. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, This is Jennifer from the Tuscarawas County Health Department.